We're done with the status quo. Though you know, whatever they say goes. On this show, we dare to ask questions, whether they like it or they don't. And if you're tuning in, we hope, no, 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 we dare you to ask them as well. Welcome to The Miranda Project. Welcome to The Project. I'm your host, Manny. Happy to be with. Let's get today's show started. But before we do, let us thank our friends over at ChristianLawson.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the holiday season is upon us. I mean, I don't know about you, but we've already started. We've already started planning putting away and what's it called getting the gifts that we need to get right you should do the same go to christianlawson.com and i'm sure many of you are doing the same money is tight this inflation is killing all of us but good planning allows you to do what you need to do go to christianlawson.com and plan a beautiful gift for him for her for the both of you Go to ChristianLawson.com. They have beautiful timepieces. The beauty of it is the simplicity. These are handcrafted timepieces designed in London, England. Go to ChristianLawson.com. Get her that gift. Get him that gift. Get the both of you beautiful timepieces. Mix and match with the ones that they are available for both. And you get an extra 15% off when you do for both. Who's better than you? Go to ChristianLawson.com. Click on the link in the show notes or go to our website, The Miranda Project. That's project without an E. Click on the link there. And when you go to the site, put in whatever item catches your attention. Put it into, the, in, in, into your cart and then use promo code TMP30. Promo code TMP30 gets you an extra 30% off site-wide. Go to ChristianLawson.com. Click on the link in the show notes, as we mentioned, and let Christian Lawson know that the project saying you. Thank you once again, Christian Lawson. So, election day is upon us. I mean, no, wait, I'm sorry. Election days are upon us. Um, No, election weeks are upon us. No, that doesn't sound right either. Election month is upon us. Yeah, I think that sounds better. I think we should call it election month. I mean, since we're going back to 2020, when it took almost a month for us to find out who the president of the United States was going to be, even though they had already projected the current president to be, you know, the president. You know, CNN came in preemptively and said, you know, the president-elect is President Biden and so on and so forth. And we are where we are. But whatever. whatever. That's, that's ancient history, as they say. But it took almost a month for that to take place. Right? Kind of weird. But anyways, now we find ourselves in the midst of the election month for the midterms. 2022 midterms, which should have we, we should have known key races by now. You know, we already know that we're going to run off again because history repeats itself and there's going to be a runoff in Georgia and it's going to be between Herschel Walker and it's going to be um, what's it called? Warnock. I forgot his first name. I apologize. But here we go again. Repeat of 2020. We still don't know who the governor of Arizona is. Me personally, I like Carrie Lake. You know, and I hope she comes out and it looks like she will come out as the governor of Arizona. 
And I hope she does get in there and fix this debacle of uh, of an election system. There are not as many people in Arizona as there are in Florida. And Florida had all of its votes counted. I know that's been like the the theme that's been going on in Twitter. The fact that Arizona can't count votes, but Florida can count them in one night. Insane. But anyways, that's besides the point. You know, it, it just, it's just, this is the, the new norm going forward now. This is what our elections have become. It used to be one night. It used to be the Super Bowl for some of us, right? It used to be the, let's, let's see how democracy works, because this is an aspect of democracy within our constitutional republic, right? For those of you that know that we live in a constitutional republic, not a democracy, this is part of the democracy that makes part of our constitutional you know, republic, you know. Just a little educational thing, just in case anybody was unaware. But anyways, let's just move forward. Now, there were a few, few, I mean, a few key issues in this midterm that came to the forefront. We all know about the abortion um, thing, which we'll kind of touch base on a little bit. But there were a few key things that came up that were a big thing in this election. And obviously, you know, we mentioned one of them, uh, crime being another one, and, um, you know, the, the climate, climate change and, and immigration and healthcare and the gun policy and all of that. Those were key things that comprised or, or were, you know, something that was a big deal in this election. But there was something else. There was something there was something a little something that that really didn't come to the forefront but was at the forefront. There was something that I we feel was a key driver for a lot of voters. And it just did not come to fruition as these voters expected. Just like a true politician President Biden took advantage and stated what people wanted to hear. The, 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 the White House created, I mean, they went into the website for FAFSA and everything, and they went in and they created this thing where people were applying for student loan relief. Now, student loan relief was a big big issue but it wasn't a big big issue that was at the surface it was one of those big issues that was kind of underlying that was kind of kind of like boiling underneath the surface that a lot of people were were really excited about i mean who isn't excited about getting their loan forgiven right i mean i have student loans I, and and but my student loan is 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 kind of frozen for other reasons it has nothing to do with this loan forgiveness. There were some other underhanded things that were going on with the institution that I went to. But people were really, I mean, they were really putting everything, every egg, you know, all their eggs in this basket. People wanted, I mean, people need it. Yeah, I, I agree. But I don't agree with the fact that if it is forgiven, because again, going back to, to, to Friedman, the um, economists, 
he stated that no loan, no loan or no debt rather is forgiven. Someone has to pay it, whether it's the loaner, whether it's the payee or someone else. If it's defaulted, then the loaner has to pay it. If it's not defaulted, then the payee has to pay it. Oh, no, excuse me. Yeah, the, the loaner or the pay the payer, or the I'm sorry, the payee is the person that, that loans it, if I'm correct. <laughs> like confusing myself. Uh, I'm sorry. But the institution or the person that loaned the money, if they if it defaults, they pay it. Basically, because they already paid it. They lost it. They, they, they lost it. So they paid. If the payer can't pay or, or it goes against them, then that person has to pay it to the person that paid it. Right. You, you understand me? You get me? I'm sorry. I just kind of confused myself. So I had to bring it down to a, 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 um, a, sm- a, a, a more basic level, rather, because I was kind of like confusing myself. And I do apologize for that. So no debt is ever forgiven. And this was a big issue. But again, it was an issue that was underlying. It was an issue that 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 was boiling at the surface, but wasn't quite at the surface under, you know, uh, uh, that could go over or breach the abortion issue, the crime issue and all this other stuff that was boiling at the surface when it came to the midterm elections. That's why we're titling this episode. Loan forgiveness, Charlie Brown. Now, I do apologize because I am a big Charlie Brown fan, and I hope that this is not something that comes back to me in a negative way. Because the reason why we're titling this episode Loan Forgiveness, Charlie Brown, is because me being a huge Charlie Brown fan, I remember Lucy always telling Charlie Brown to kick the football. And then she would set up so that he could kick the field goal. And Charlie Brown would fight himself and say, no, no, I'm not. She's going to pull the ball. She's going to pull the ball. I'm going to fall flat on my back. And Lucy would promise, no, 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 that's not the case. I'm going to hold it and you're going to kick the field goal. Don't worry about it. I got you. And Charlie Brown would walk the distance back and he's fighting himself and he's thinking to himself no she's gonna pull it no 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 she's not she's gonna actually hold it this time she's gonna hold it this time and i'm gonna kick the best field goal ever and he would set up he would charge he would give it his all and she would pull the football from underneath his leg and he would fall flat on his back much like our dear politicians that tell you that they are going to forgive your loan, you know that it doesn't sound right. You know it. You're talking to yourself. You're saying, no, that doesn't sound right. That, no. Some of us, oh, yeah, we jumped at it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to load. Yes. Yeah, let, yes, charge it. Charge it off. Yes. Take it off. Take it off. Yes, I need the loan forgiveness. And you went on the, on the internet and you went and you applied and you filled out and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And then all of a sudden, Lucy pulls the football and you fall flat on your back. Just like a true politician, Joe Biden knew that this wasn't going to fly. Joe Biden knew that this wasn't going to take place. Joe Biden knew, his administration knew that they were going to pull the football from under your leg. 
They knew it. They knew it. But yet they mentioned it anyways. Yet they ran with it hard body, as they say. Yet they sold it to you that they were going to give you loan forgiveness. They told you they were going to be able to give you loan forgiveness. As long as they had the party line to be able to do it. As long as they had the majority to be able to do it. And what ended up happening? I'm going to tell you what ended up happening. Because, again, there are many people that are right now on their back wondering what next with this loan forgiveness. What next? Because they pulled the football right from underneath your leg. It just, it, it just, I, I don't, you, you can't trust any politician, of course. They all lie. We know that. They all lie. But this really drove a, a huge amount of people to vote. Again, there are other key issues, and we're going to talk about those other key issues, you know, slightly. But today is about loan forgiveness. But before we move on, I want to thank our friends over at Instacart.com. Thanksgiving is almost here, ladies and gentlemen. Stock up on everything you need for the holiday with Instacart. I mean, you can get everything that you need, all your ingredients like cranberry sauce and more with free delivery on their first or your first Instacart order. Are you ready for Turkey Day? But did you forget the cranberry sauce? I mean, come on. Grab your last-minute essentials with free delivery on your first Instacart order. Minimum of $10 required. And we, we've talked about Instacart and how great of a service they are. Everything that you need at your fingertips. You get everything at the, uh, from your grocery stores in your area delivered right to your door. Take advantage. Go to Instacart.com. It, you, the, the holiday season is around the corner. Turkey Day is here, it, uh, or is almost here rather. And it's time to make sure that you have every single one of the ingredients you need to make that beautiful Thanksgiving meal at your fingertips with Instacart.com. Click on the link in our show notes or go to our website, The Miranda Project. That's Project Without an E. Click on the link there. You'll see the Instacart logo. And let Instacart know that the project sent you. Thank you once again, Instacart. So, the key issue that we are addressing, the football, if we must, that we are addressing here, is the fact that people were ready to get their loan forgiven. And people figured the best way to do that is by getting these Democrats in office because they are the ones that are saying that they're going to do this. There's a lot of them. There were some that towards the end of that, they, they kind of knew that they were going to pull the football. So they kind of pulled away a little bit from it and they didn't guarantee it as much as the president and his administration and some other people did. So you have many people 
that went out. And again, don't get me wrong. A lot, you know, this is that wasn't the only driver. There were other key issues that were driving the, 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 this voter turnout that I'm going to tell you about. But for but what I really do believe is the fact that there were many people in these age demographics that saw themselves getting their loans forgiven, and even though they didn't believe it. They thought they talked themselves into believing that yes, that football will be held, and yes, they would kill the kick the foot the, the field goal, and yes, they would get their loans forgiven. According to the Wall Street Journal, the voter, voter turnout for the midterm elections are skewed heavily in age demographics. 18 to 24, 54% voted Democrat. Ages 25 through 29, 53%. 30 to 39%, 53%. From then on, it begins, it begins to level off, and obviously it begins to lean heavily on the Republican side. Now, Ages 18 to 24, 25 to 29, 30 to 39. So let's just say 18 to 39. There is an average of about 54% that voted Democrat. Now, the average age here is dealing with student loans. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that are in the older age brackets, you know, 40 through 65, that are still paying their, their student loans. They're still dealing with student loans, and they would love and appreciate to have their loans forgiven. But they are a little bit more savvy, and they know that the football is going to be kicked or picked up out from under them because they know and understand how these politicians work. But you have this age demographic that are being pushed into knowing and or, or being bombarded with politics and don't understand politics, don't understand how the system works, don't understand that these politicians will say and do whatever it takes for them to be elected into office. And then as soon as they're elected into office, they won't do half of the things that they said that they will do. Or things will happen, and then they'll blame it on something else, a la what's going on with the student loan forgiveness. A judge in Texas voted down the administration's push for student loan forgiveness. So right now, the federal government has quietly stopped taking applications for student loans, or excuse me, student loan forgiveness. So now you can't go to the, you know, the FAFSA website where you apply for your student loans. I mean, excuse me, for your for your FAFSA or whatever. And then they have that place where you can go in and apply for that forgiveness. That's no longer there. It's gone. People are wondering what happened. People are wondering where they where do they go now? They, they, they don't know where they go to now. According to PBS.org, 
Borrow, excuse me, borrowers are confused about whether their debt will be canceled or they'll have to resume making payments on January 1st when a pause prompted by the COVID-19 pandemic is set to expire. And this is after the Texas judge ruled Thursday night borrowers hit the Internet asking Google. Now, this is what I was talking about. This is the, the judge that, that said that it is unconstitutional. It is unconstitutional for these loans to be forgiven, for these debts to be canceled. Why? Because, again, someone has to pay for it. Now, again, this has been going to court back and forth, and they never showed cause. They never went and actually showed cause as to why this is unconstitutional until they showed cause here. The Texas ruling was a bigger blow to the plan. According to the same article from PBS.org, Pittman's decision strikes down the underlying legal argument used to justify Biden's plan. Previously, the White House has been able to dodge legal attacks made in lawsuits by tweaking details of the program. See, pay attention. They have been sued before. And then the Biden administration tweaked it. They changed it. They did, they did this. They took off, as we can read on. One lawsuit argued that the automatic debt cancellation would leave borrowers paying heavier taxes in state that impose a tax on canceled debt. The administration responded by allowing borrowers to opt out. Another suit alleged that Biden's plan would hurt financial institutions that earn revenue on certain kinds of federal student loans. The White House responded by carving those loans out of the plan. You see how they change it? You see how they keep changing and changing? The new ruling, however, argues that the HEROES Act, which is what the administration was using to justify the fact that they can forgive everyone's loan, does not grant authority for mass debt cancellation. The law grants the education department with flexibility during national emergencies, but the judge ruled that it's unclear whether debt cancellation was a necessary response to COVID-19. Noting, excuse me, noting that Biden recently the the pandemic over. So, in other words, the Biden administration was using the Heroes Act, with a lot, which allowed people or, or entities to do certain things that they would normally not be able to do because of the pandemic. Now that he declared that the pandemic is over, not too long ago, this was out of his mouth, his own words, he declared that the pandemic was over. The judge basically said that you can't use the Heroes Act if the pandemic is over to justify this debt or this debt cancellation. It's, a, you, you, it's, there's no way that that could be plausible. And now we have to see what the response is because we know that the White House is going to appeal this decision. And as you, I don't know if you've noticed, but I know that already President Biden is talking about extending the emergency response to COVID. Right. He, he still he extended the state of emergency. That's what I was looking at. I'm sorry. I just said the, 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 the emergency response, but it's the state of emergency. Notice that he extended it. 
because he wants to appeal this. He wants to go back to court and say, no, that we're still under a state of emergency. So the HEROES Act still applies. And it doesn't. Because now what's going to end up happening is that from here, it's going to have to go to the Fifth Circuit Court. So now it, when, if and when they appeal, which they will, what will end up happening is that it'll go to the Fifth Circuit. And from there, it'll end up in the Supreme Court. And now they know that they have an uphill battle. They know that they have a uphill battle. They have to go up against a highly conservative Fifth Circuit Court. And then they have to go to a Supreme Court that leans more conservative. Even with the, 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 the election or the, the implementation of Kantaji Brown-Jackson. Or Justice Kantaji Brown-Jackson. If I said it correctly, please forgive me if I miss said your name or whatnot. This is going, this is a uphill battle and they know that, and they know that this is a battle that they're going to lose. They know it. This is why they quietly stopped taking applications. And they put out a statement because there have been people that have been approved for it. They haven't gotten funding yet, but they've been approved. And the moment that they get this approved, which we know and they know it won't, and this is why they pull the football right from underneath you, they say they, they claim that they're going to fund those people that already been approved. That's the crazy thing because it's not going to happen. And they know it. Why do you think they stopped? I mean, come on. Let, let's, let, let's use our common sense, ladies and gentlemen. Why do you think they stopped quietly? I mean, again, quietly. You don't hear anything about it anymore. And again, don't get me wrong. It just happened. But go to the website. See if you can apply for it. I dare you. Again, Google isn't lying. After the Texas ruling Thursday night, borrowers hit the internet asking Google, is student loan forgiveness canceled? According to Google Trends, overall search traffic for student loan forgiveness quadrupled Thursday night and had increased nearly tenfold by Friday morning, according to Google Trends data. Again, we believe the science. We believe the data, right? Follow the science. Follow the data. The data telling you that people are flat on their back wondering what next. I, couldn't, I didn't kick that field goal. What next? I was promised that I was going to get, what's it called, uh, you know, loan forgiveness. I, I see ourselves, I, we're pretty much deadlocked again. In the Senate, granted, don't get me wrong, even if, uh, um, what's it called, Herschel Walker wins in Georgia, there's still a 50-50 split in, in the Senate. There's still that, that little thing, that little caveat that the Democrats cannot get over. It doesn't matter if they have Kamala Harris as the, 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 the deciding vote and they have control of the, uh, of the Senate with that 51-50 split because she's the deciding vote. But they still can't get over that hump. 
And you, you have to love our founding fathers for what they've done and how they've built the system where you can't do these drastic craziness you know, <laughs> I say drastic craziness, but this drastic change to things without having the proper number of voting people in that chamber. That filibuster is something that they will have to face again. And they will probably try to pass this on party lines like they passed other things on party lines. I don't think this will fly. This is not going to fly. They will not have the two-thirds majority vote in the Senate. There will not be 67 senators out of the 100 senators that will vote yes on passing this, even though they have the majority in the Senate. There will not be 67 senators, and I repeat it, and they know this. They, they know this. This is why they were so, like, you, we have to take it. We have to. So, again, even though we're deadlocked, even though, you know, there wasn't a red wave, as they say, there wasn't a blue wave either, we're right back where we were in 2020. Many people hit Google, their search engine of choice, whatever it was, to find out if that student loan debt would be forgiven, if it would be canceled. And right now, they're looking up at the sky wondering what next, wondering why did I go for that football? Again, there were other key issues in this midterm election. But again, I really think that this was one of them that really was a, a, a major driver that people were looking at and, and, and you know, uh, adding on to their cart as you must and saying, you know, with the major issues, I'm going to also pony up to this issue because I know that this one is going to be a major issue. Now, the question becomes, will the football be pulled out from under you with the other issues. But here, here's some things that, that in that PBS article, there was a, an interview. Uh, Brenna Zimmerman, Zimmerman, excuse me, who graduated from Kansas State University in 2021 with about $30,000 in debt, said she wasn't surprised the program was blocked. I don't think I was serious. I don't think I was really serious that it would kind of ever come to fruition, said the 24-year-old graphics coordinator at a packaging company. She called the debt forgiveness a little bit too good to be true, kind of more of a political stunt than anything that would actually ever happen. Even though the program would benefit her, Zimmerman wondered if it was a good idea. She says, I think I'd be a fool not to apply, but I also, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily fair, especially to people who choose not to go to school, Zimmerman said. Melissa Burns said, this is devastating. Melissa Burns is an organizer and advocate for student debt cancellation who is a defaulted federal loan borrower. I'm devastated for borrowers, she said. 
What has happened is the wealthy don't want struggling students, low and middle class communities to be able to benefit and share in the wealth these systems have created for them. Okay. Now, again, who was Lucy? Because she's talking about the wealthy. And who was Lucy? Who was the one holding the football? Who was the one that was telling you that they're going to pass this? Who was the one that was telling you that they're going to be able to get this through? Who was the one that sold you a hill of beans? I, 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 I'm asking. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, 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 I mean, really. Because she's talking about their fair share, the wealthy and their fair share, echoing the words of our president. Wasn't the president the one holding the football? I'm curious. Or wasn't it his administration that was holding the football and telling you, no, I'm not going to pull it. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and kick it through. I'm, I'm curious. If anybody, I mean, if you want to answer that question, I mean, hit us up on, on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, go to our website and, 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 and give us a comment on our website all the way at the bottom. There's a comment section. Go ahead. Let, let us know what you think. But I, I honestly think that it was the, fo the, the, the football was being held by the president and his administration. But as Melissa Burns, who's devastated by this, and like Ms. Zimmerman, who was devastated in a way that she kind of knew but didn't because she struggled, like I said, how I opened the show, how she was all the way, she was walking and fighting with herself. No, this is too good to be true. No, but I don't know. No, they're, they're going to hold the football. I'm going to be able to kick that field goal. And she kind of knew that it wasn't going to be because it just sounded like a pipe dream. And this is where we are today. There's many, many voters right now many voters within that age bracket that i just mentioned 18 through 40 that are looking up at the sky going to their search engine and finding out that there is a hold and they have no idea what's going to end up happening with their student loan cancellation forgiveness whatever you want to call it they pulled the football ladies and gentlemen they pulled the football want to thank our friends over at Belkin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, run over to Belkin.com. Like we said, the holidays are upon us. It is time to start planning your, your, your shopping, your, your gift giving. Uh, and we all know that this inflation is what it is. I don't care how much they say that it's going down. It went down one percentage point, but we all know that it's going to continue to go up. Ladies and gentlemen, run over to Belkin.com and take advantage of the great sales that they have going on right now. Belkin has a pre-Black Friday sale up to 20% off site-wide. 20% off site-wide. And we know Belkin sells everything, any type of accessories for whatever phone device you have in your home. Whatever phone, whatever device, whatever TV, whatever, they have the accessory for it. Go to Belkin.com, use promo code PBF22. That's PBF22 and get 20% off site-wide with a pre-Black Friday sale. Click on the link in our show notes or go to our website, The Miranda Project. That's project without an E. Go to our website and click on the logo there. You'll see the logo. 
and let Belkin know that the project sank. Thank you once again, Belkin. So, as we said before, there were some key issues as well in this race. And again, I, I you know, I really on the fact that I really do believe that well, this was one of the major key issues as well. I, I really do feel that. But it wasn't something that was like, uh, you know, at the forefront. The biggest thing that was at the forefront of this election, and I said we were going to talk about it a little bit, was abortion. Okay, before before the um, midterm elections, the president basically got up and said that if they won the midterms, excuse me, he would codify Roe v. Wade. President Biden, I'm going to codify Roe v. Wade. There's the football, getting on his knee, getting ready to hold it up. We have yet to see whether that's going to be the case. But knowing that there is pretty much a 50-50 split in Senate and that the Republicans are going to take the House because, I mean, it's leaning that way so far. I think it's 218 versus two or no 211 versus 202 right now in the house and to have the majority in the house you need 218 and there's still some races going on because again we are you know this is election month not election day um you have this <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry but it, it's it's the truth this is just ridiculous but here you had the president presenting the football. I'm going to codify Roe v. Wade. 78%, 78% of the voters thought that that was a major thing and they voted for Demo Democrats. Excuse me. 78% of the voters. You... you and, and I don't know if they're going to pull the football. But again, with knowing the fact that you need a two-thirds vote in the Senate to pass a law or bill into a law, then how is he going to codify Roe v. Wade? He doesn't have the power. The president does not have the power to make a law. He, he, he can put an executive order all he wants, but an executive order can be stricken down by the highest court, the, the highest law in the land, which is the Supreme Court. It, they can sue the heck up out of a, 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 what's it called, an executive order. And it won't stand. But if you do have a supermajority, as they call it, in the Senate, then maybe you can pass or codify abortion. But the way that it's looking right now in the House, it's not going to take place because first it has to go to the House. It has to go through the House. Then it has to go to the Senate. And once they get the vote in the Senate, then it goes to him for him to sign. Do we honestly think that's going to happen? I'm just asking. 
are we at a place where we think that that is going to happen? I, again, you, you have the power in your state. That's where the power lies. Why do you need it in the federal level? I don't know, but that's where people want it. They want it in the federal level. You have more control over the abortion rights in your states than you do on a federal level. But no, you want it on a federal level. Here we are. And the president presented the football. He's got, he's, he's, he's holding it as the place kicker. He's, he's there. He's waiting for you. You went, you ran, you tried to kick it. Is he going to pull it or are they going to pull it? I don't know. We, it's yet to be seen. This is yet to be seen. But it doesn't look good. Obviously, you also have climate change. Immigration was heavily swayed to Republicans. But again, that's another thing that right now is not going to be taking place because, you know, we're, we're sitting in the same place where we sat, you know, a few weeks ago, except that the Republicans will probably own the House or have control of the House and what can they or will they try to do in the House as far as immigration? Who knows? That remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. But now let's go back to the topic at hand. And that's the football. The place kicker's down. The football is there. Will you run at the football to try and kick it, knowing that the previous football had been pulled right from under you. And now, as the president publicly stated that he would codify Roe v. Wade, which is, again, a major, major topic when it came to the election, as we stated before. 78 per people, 78% per of people saw abortion as a major topic. Obviously, the economy and the jobs, uh, you know, weighed heavily on the Republicans and the Republican side. And that's the, the Republicans voted for better economy and better jobs. But 78 percent of people voted for abortion rights on the federal level, not in the state level, like I said, where it sits in the federal level. And again, as a true politician. The president of the United States. Being a long life politician is selling you a hill of beans. Will he codify it? I don't think so. Will he pull the football right from under you? I really do think so. But that's my opinion. That remains to be seen, as I said. But he already did it when it came to, or it comes to loan, uh, excuse me, loan forgiveness. We're already there. Don't get me wrong. There's still many stages to go. There will be appeals and there will be this and there will be that. But it's dead in the water. Ladies and gentlemen, it's dead in the water. We know it. And this is why so many people took to Google to find out whether it is dead in the water. And right now, it's in the water and the, shark, the sharks are circling it. It's, it's not looking good for loan forgiveness. That football was taken right from under you, you, the voter, that decided that that was a major, major voting 
uh, you know, point to vote for a, a, a person that stood with the administration in regards to it. When you think so many young people went and stood and, and, and did that because they wanted their loan forgiven, right? They want this abortion thing to be at, on the federal level. Again, that we will see. There were a lot more important issues during this midterm election, as I said, and the economy and jobs, immigration, climate change, uh, you know, cutting policy. It, but again, the, the major, major issues, which I think drove that demographic of the 18 to 39-year-old, rather, was abortion, which was number one. Let's be honest. Number one. And number two, loan forgiveness. Now that loan forgiveness is pretty much off the table, let's see what happens with the abortion football. Will President Biden and his administration pull the football? Or will he, or will they, the place kicker, hold it for you to kick it through the uprights? We'll see. Thank you for joining us on the project. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Go to our website, The Miranda Project. That's Project Without the E. Go to our website. Uh, check out some of our videos there. We still haven't gotten the video podcast portion of it working, but we will soon. Uh, we will be back on Rumble and now on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, again, check out our virtual store as well. Go to our website, the Miranda Project, PROJCT.com, and check us out. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about the show. We are so glad that we are coming to you, that we, we, we have our listeners, and we appreciate each and every one of you. This is your first time listening, then uh, you know, definitely follow so that you can get up-to-date information or up-to-date podcasts and, and information from us. But again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. God bless you all.